welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. A Wall Street nemesis is joining the House Financial Services Committee's investigation of Deutsche Bank. His name is Bob Broach, and he spent more than 20 years with the Senate's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. Joining me is Greg Farrell, Bloomberg News legal reporter. Greg, tell us a little bit about his personality, obviously his prosecutor personality, and um, his investigation style. Well, first of all, he's not a prosecutor. He's an investigator. He's very deliberate. He's actually... um, uh, very much a, a plain, uh, he doesn't stick out. If he didn't, you know, if it didn't have this type of job, I'm not sure you would have heard him. He's not a flamboyant guy. He does not call attention to himself, uh, but he's, he's very deliberate. He's almost a nerd when it comes to <laughs> pouring over documents and being very thorough about whatever the subject uh, he's done. And based on his track record, I think he's quite skeptical of a lot of big banks and, you know, their ability to comply with the law. You need a nerd for this kind of investigation. Tell us about some of his past investigations for the Senate. Well, the first time I came across him was um, on Planet Enron, uh, which I covered in a previous life many years ago. And I went to hear the presentation that the Senate Permanent PSI, the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, had done on loans from J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup to Enron. And if I recall correctly, because it was many years ago, the substance of that was that Enron borrowed money, but then claimed it, put it on its uh, income statement as revenue as opposed to debt, uh, or its balance sheet as as revenue as opposed to debt, a big no-no. And the banks basically allowed this to happen or didn't, even though it seemed like they should have known. And um, it was quite a thorough, impressive investigation. Uh, Other people, including the Manhattan district attorney, also, you know, glommed onto this. Um, and uh, you could tell this guy was driven by trying to find, you know, what had actually happened as opposed to back then there was a lot of, uh, there was a circus light atmosphere, particularly among Democrats in Washington regarding Ken Lay and Ken Lay's relationship with President George W. Bush and his father. Uh, Roach did not play in that game at all. He was just very specific about these loans. Uh, the, the bad guy, if you will, on those deals were the big banks, and he was there to castigate them for, you know, basically entering into these deals without, you know, doing their own due diligence. I covered the trial, and the circus-like atmosphere continued throughout. Now, he's already investigated, as you mentioned, banks and Deutsche Bank. What is the committee planning to investigate here? Do we know what their investigation will be focusing on? Uh, only what Adam Schiff had said last week, and it's one of the few public statements he and, and Congresswoman Waters have made, is that they will be looking into basically personal business, not personal business deals, but business deals between the Trump Organization and Russia, and looking for any threads from Russia that tie into Trump as candidate, Trump as real estate developer, uh, licensor, etc. cetera. Um, that was Schiff's statement. I think, um, you know, Congresswoman Waters is being careful. She sent out a series of letters when she was in the minority two years ago that went nowhere. She she asked Deutsche Bank for, you know, information about client, you know, Donald J. Trump for a couple of loans that the bank had extended in 2012, 2013 uh, for the Post Office Hotel in Washington. 
uh, the Doral Golf Course in Florida as well as the Chicago Tower. And um, because she didn't have the power of subpoena, the bank did not have to respond. Um, she then sent a few subsequent letters basically trying to push the Republican chairman of the committee to do something and then push the House to do something, and that didn't go anywhere. I think she wants to be very careful here. I think she and Adam Schiff realized that um, this can't be just an open-ended fishing trip. That'll be a poor use of time in the next six to nine months, and then presidential election season is on next year. So I think she wants to be strategic, and bring Roach in will help with that effort, I think. The question is how much patience she and Schiff have. I think they'll want to show some results during this calendar year and not have something come out, you know, a year from now. She was particularly criticized and picked on by President Trump. Um, And so do you think that partisanship will enter into this at some point, though they say it won't? I think that's a, a balancing, a fine line and a balancing act for her because she does not want, it will not be in the interests of the committee for her to appear to be partisan. So, um, and, and like I say, I think so far that's the, you know, the, the line she's taken. The president has been very successful at baiting some of his enemies into responses, baiting some of his enemies into doing things they, they wouldn't do, targeting people and then provoking a reaction that does not make them look better. And Congresswoman Waters has so far stayed above the fray, to her credit. And Roach, how is he likely to handle this in a bipartisan way? Um, In a nonpartisan way. So um, we had a good quote from a a Republican named Gary Brown who talked about Roach being very, like, nonpartisan. He will go where the facts are, and um, which is the type of person. it, it, It basically adds to the credibility of the investigation that they brought someone in who's well known as a very thorough, fact based. Um, investigator and not someone who's there just to basically toss bombs, uh, you know, into the news cycle every day. Now, you write that the committee is also looking for someone with a background in investigative reporting. Well, now, um, that, that, um, that brings up a lot of ideas. It does. But I, I think, you know, the way this gets described to us, it doesn't necessarily mean they're looking for an investigative reporter. I think, you know, like any committee, they're going to be doing a report that wants some help. What better way to look than uh, a young, aggressive reporter who can weave something together into a, uh, a bigger story. Whatever it is that they're going to write, they want it to be convincing and compelling and make people read it. So I think I would look at it that way rather than an actual plan where they put a a help wanted sign out for an investigative reporter. They just want someone who's good with words and can sort of see the bigger picture to be able to describe this in a good way. And maybe that person is on staff already. Be great to have a report that was written in that way, right? Now, just tell us a little bit, Deutsche Bank, we have about a minute here, Deutsche Bank has been investigated and over and over. It's hard to keep track of them. Just tell us about the, the biggest investigations in about a minute. Okay. Well, they've been investigated. They have five, count them, five separate monitors for various issues. But the most important thing I think we should keep an eye on is an investigation into uh, a scandal known as the mirror trading scandal that took place in Russia, in Moscow. And over a period of several years, around 2012, the bank allowed some very wealthy Russians to trade Uh, basically approximately more than $12 billion worth buying shares in Moscow and then selling them simultaneously in London, irrespective of whether or not they're good investments, just to get money out of the country. And the UK has settled with the bank over this. 
the New York State banking regulator has settled with Deutsche Bank, but not the Justice Department. So it will be interesting to see what happens if the DOJ ever does lower the hammer on Deutsche Bank for that. It's a fascinating article, and you know so much about financial crime. Greg Farrell, Bloomberg News legal reporter. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.